Startup Podcast, an inside perspective on the startup ecosystem in the great state of Connecticut. So this is Eric Francis, and we are here with uh, with the crew. So how's everybody doing? Well, this is Dave Menard. I'm doing great. Mike Coffin, I'm all right. James McLaughlin checking in, doing fine. <laughs> nice, nice. So we are uh, actually here uh, doing some sort of a little twist uh, for you guys. This is uh, going to be kind of our random show, so every once in a while we're going to put in a new uh, type format in the pa- podcast, the podcast, um, and uh, yeah, so this one we're just going to kind of talk about what's uh, been on our minds, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the in the state, and uh, just take it from there, so... I'm really glad to see your New England accent showing through. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, right? like that? I, I often feel like I'm holding back on the podcast here. Like, if I can't just let loose one wicked pissa every now and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, I like to think that I have really good uh, accents, but they never... Give us one. Just, Give no. us another one. Uh, what no. else you got? <laughs> <laughs> on. It's only if, I, it's if I'm like, watching a show. Actually, I was, I was watching a... Uh, an interview with uh, Chris Pratt, the guy who was in like the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Guardians of the, and he was um, uh, actually they filmed it in England, and he's watching like the Jersey Shore of uh, England. Goes from there, he goes, I just memorized the entire, uh, you know, accent, and he did it, and he did it, and he was spot on, and it was like a girl. It was like it, what what kind of got me in my head was that it was a. Um, it was a it was a gypsy like you know like the gypsy wedding kind of uh-huh. kind of like uh, kind of uh, accent but uh, he did it pretty well so I'm not gonna embarrass myself the right English now version of not yet at least the Jersey Shore yeah well let's uh... yeah gypsies basically <laughs> but uh, but yeah so so uh, so yeah so how you guys uh, been feeling about the podcast where this is gonna be the fifth episode. Uh, what have we been hearing from people? Or uh, do we suck yet? Have people been uh, you know kind of uh, deleting us off their podcast app yet or what? Well, the feedback that I've been receiving so far has largely been very positive. They seem to like the show, like the interviews, and we have more of those coming your way. They're just um, lying to you, Dave. <laughs> they, they may be. Uh, they, I, you know, it, it's just, I have sort of a healthy ego that's easily broken. So, it, you know, they're trying just to make sure that I stay on yeah. an even keel. Yeah. And it's all your family that's been saying that, right? That, that, Nobody else outside that. Uh, I've actually only heard from my mother, but that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, just to let you know, uh, for the people out there, that we have heard your comments about, you know, fixing sound levels and such, and we're working on that. We're, we're going to be making some technical changes in the next few episodes. And we will uh, continue to take your feedback whenever we can. How about you guys? Have you heard anything? It's all been great up to this point, so that means it's only going to go downhill from this point forward. Uh, you have an easily broken ego too, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's been shattered. It's it's it's, it's totally broken by now. Um, no, the feedback's been awesome. We're obviously onto something, and and like Dave said, we want to hear your feedback so we can continue to make this you know a better podcast and experience for 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 you, our listeners. Yep. And so, if you guys want, uh, we 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 want to hear from you. So uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, the CDE. CT Startup Cast. Uh, we couldn't get CD, CT Startup Podcast because it was, uh, I think, a letter too uh, too long or something like that, or, or or we just couldn't get it from uh, from Twitter. I fought for it. Yeah, you right. And then uh, you can check us out on uh, on Facebook, the CT Startup Podcast. So anybody, that, anything that comes to your mind, just shoot us a, a, an answer, and we'll we'll probably respond. 
So. And we will be experimenting with new types of episodes. So we, we've agreed that we're going to try and do a few roundtable episodes uh, where we have all of us and one or two other people there. And that's the entire episode is, is talking with them. So it's a combination of the interview and some of our banter. Um, and maybe we'll do one-off episodes where we, you know, where each one of us may go off and find a company or person that, needs, that we feel would be a good person for everybody to hear about, but we couldn't fit it into a full regular size episode. Yep, exactly. So, Mike, how's uh, your new uh, piece of uh, jewelry going? Jewelry. <laughs> right? Jewelry. It's a piece of jewelry, You are right? such a prima donna. I know, I know. I got to go get hair extensions right after this. <laughs> um, I, I, my jewelry that Eric is, uh, is, is talking about is my Apple Watch. So I finally got it. Um, mm, meh. Is that, is that a solid review? <laughs> that's, a, that, that's good detail right there. <laughs> yeah. Let's leave it at that. No, it, it's a it's a, a first generation Apple product, and this is kind of their first. This is their first attempt at wearable tech. So you know, it's a really good piece of hardware. The software is not there yet. There's not enough apps to keep people really engaged. What I would say is, it's a remote control for your phone. So I just got a text uh, from one of my business partners, and I open it up, and I could respond, and I could talk back, and I could draw little squigglies to him, but. You know, it's, it's, I found it more of a nuisance than anything else. You know, I'll be talking to someone, my wrist will vibrate and, you know, it's just, it it interrupts the conversation and it's, it's kind of just always there nagging you where you could put your phone down and, you know, put it on silent and that's done. You know, this thing's always kind of literally poking you. Um, great health tracker though. You know, if I was a bit healthier, it would be even better, but. Says the guy who runs a fitness face off. I got a jumpsuit on under this. You got to look the part, man. You got to look the part. Um, but you know, in terms of in terms of you know health and fitness tracking, really interesting tracking your heart rate and everything like that. I ate a bunch of Popeyes last night, and I checked my heart rate before, and then I checked my heart rate after Popeyes. Pretty sure I was going to have a heart attack, but it was Louisiana fast heart rate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was it was sad, uh, but luckily I can call nine one one right from my watch. Um, but yeah, so far, interesting, interesting experiment. You know, you really got to tweak it so your wrist isn't vibrating every two seconds. Figure out which notifications you need, which, there it is again. You know, another text and, you know, interruption. Um, you know, so it, it's going to take some time. And it's going to take a lot of developers a lot of time to create some really good, compelling apps that keep people engaged with it. So, so what about fitness face-off? Do you think that uh, the Apple Watch is going to be useful for your company? Absolutely, because the, the tracking ability, now we can get more user metrics, how often you stand up throughout the day, um, how many calories you burn, which is, you know, that's already readable, uh, you know, readable and accessible metric. But, you know, your heart rate, we can incorporate mm-hmm. all these new things, uh, which we haven't been able to do before. We'll be able to uh, kind of build, like, I guess a sidekick app so you can quickly do what you do you know, via the watch versus opening your phone and everything like that. Very different experience, but, you know, it's good to offer that, you know. Uh, for example, I got the New York Times app on my phone, so I downloaded it to the watch. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and read a, an article on my on my watch. Um, so I, I think they still have a lot of figuring, figuring out to do, so to speak. They just, I don't think they understand how people are going to use the device yet, and that's kind of the... Put it out there, and they just let the developers run and, and see where it goes. Yep. Yeah, you didn't really sell it to me. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not I would be buying it. Yeah, I wouldn't. You could buy it from <laughs> me right now. No, no. Well, well the fact that see, it, it, to me, it's like jewelry because like I'm, I, I have a watch, 
I do not wear it. I think it keeps on running out of battery. Like, I'll get the battery put back into it, but I'll wear it. You know, wear it out once or twice, and it goes back in the drawer. So it's like when it comes to wearable tech, for me, it's, it's always, again, it's, it's an accessory that I don't use right now. Mm-hmm. So it's I have to start doing it, uh, start wearing it. So, so uh, we'll in, in terms of, let's just actually talk about the battery. Uh, it, it's better than I expected. You know, right now we're looking at 4.41 p.m., and I'm at 77% which is really impressive. Now, I don't know if maybe I'm not using enough because a lot of people are saying it dies, you know, well before the end of the day. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's doing pretty good in terms of battery. I had to drive up to West Hartford to a place I haven't been before yesterday, uh, and I did the directions. And that's actually pretty interesting. So when you're driving, it taps you and lets you know when to turn and which direction to turn in so you don't actually have to pull up your phone and look at ways and the only issue is it's not like Waze where it tells you where the speed traps are. That's the issue. Yeah, that, that that is a nice feature. Of Waze. Yeah, I just saw uh, there was a there's a rodent tracker, one of those car magazine articles that that this guy drove his Ferrari across Florida and used Waze to find all this speed spots and did not get pulled over. He, huh. But he, he was. Really I, I assume he was driving very fast. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was the point. He he would have gotten pulled pulled over, but for Waze. Yeah. Well, down in Miami, I actually read an article of cops starting to use Waze and report their 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 speed traps in different locations to kind of you know confuse Waze. He, and then guess what? They got you. Yeah. Well, he discussed that in the article, and but also noted that there were we. Ways <laughs> to <laughs> there were ways to sort of predict or get around that, right? Huh. If you saw if you saw four people reported in one place and only one reported in another, then you you know, and it was within a certain time frame, you could kind of start to see what happens and, and predict it. Yeah, I, I kind of I feel like that would be a uh, like the cannonball runs, <laughs> like like that's what it was because I, I I'm pretty sure um, last year the guy who did the cannonball, cause, I mean obviously it's clearly illegal. But he wanted, um, he did it in, in, I don't know, I want to say it was under 30 hours. Just just to put this out there for people who have not seen the Burt Reynolds films, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Can- Cannonball Run is a speed race cross-country coast-to-coast. Yeah, and it started in Europe, right? It started in Europe and it came to America, I believe. Um, it could be, could uh, be wrong. I think that's right. Yeah, and uh, but he, he, he did it, I believe he was in a Mercedes. This is a decked out Mercedes. It was all, I mean, he put in extra gas tanks so he didn't have to stop. He wore a, a suit that, so he could like pee in and everything like that. I wear and one I of just those every it. time yeah. I drive. But it is, imagine going straight. <laughs> I did not need to know. <laughs> yeah, well, now you do. Hey, hey, I heard you want to be an astronaut. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I started training at a sometimes. young age. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so. Actually, uh, it, not to do with anything, but, uh, the I think it was Cannonball Run Two was uh, Jackie Chan's first American film. Really, if I remember right? <laughs> it was uh, if if you haven't seen Cannonball Run and you don't know who Burt Reynolds or Dom DeLuise are, you should at least check it out. I'm yeah. sure it's out there streaming somewhere. That's your assignment. That's, 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 <laughs> okay, so uh, that that's the Bandit, right? Was that was that no, just, that, was, that was the TV show? That was Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit was also Burt Reynolds. Okay, but it was not Cannonball. Okay. Jackie yeah. Yeah. Instead. yeah. <laughs> so full circle. Skip the skip the watch for now. Although, if they do develop an app where you can talk to your car, it will call you Michael. <laughs> My inner child of the 80s. Probably have to do it. In, in that rare circumstance, then yes. Well, it, it's like Alexa that we talked about, the uh, Amazon Echo, right? It's just, it's, you just want to be able to get it to say the right things. That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Siri on here doesn't talk back to you, which is kind of annoying. Really? Yeah. 
So how long before you can Dick Tracy that watch? As long as you're using outdated uh, things, you can do the video calls. That I don't know. I'm actually surprised. I, I guarantee you soon enough there will be some sort of like camera on the next round. of. I, I'm, I've already heard that they're working on version 2, and it could release you know, early 2016. Yeah, they were working on version 2 before they released version 1, pretty much. So so you you can, I mean, you can't take the call through that, though, right? Yeah, yeah you okay. want to call me? We can talk. No, I don't. No, I don't. Sorry, that <laughs> fragile ego. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but you can. It's really easy. But listen, you know, you can have a call right here, but it's just, it, I, I guess right now it's just, it feels awkward. And, you know, I'll let you know. I'll use it for another week, and I'll circle back around. But at this point, you know, 48 hours in, the experience seems pretty awkward. We have to have you talk with uh, another brother, uh, member of our entrepreneur community, Tim Lawbacker. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know Tim got an Apple Watch, and he was pretty, uh, he's pretty thrilled with it. I mean, huh. I'd be curious to know what what, the, the, who, who, what he's using it for and what you're using it for. Yeah, I mean, right now, I'm, I'm simply using it to do health tracking and... That's pretty much it. You know, I'm getting my emails on there. I'm not really responding to any. I get the text. You could do... So if you go to text, you could respond back with a couple different options. You could respond with kind of like some pre-written messages that are already on there. Uh, a bunch of really creepy emojis that Apple designed. Um, these things, I mean, they're really creepy. You can't say this to... <laughs> You can make you can make some really cool emoji stories. You're saying, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> or you can respond with your voice, uh, or have that translated by Siri. Um, but you know, at, at that point, I'm not. I haven't kind of dived into that yet. Uh, still new to the game, but I'm still trying to find that killer app that you know keeps me engaged with it. So, uh, James, you had had something to report on from the Kauffman Foundation. Yeah, so today the Kauffman Foundation out of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, you know, they do a lot of uh, research and kind of data aggregation about startup activity in the United States, came out with their annual uh, ranking of states by startup activity. Um, so last year, Connecticut was smack dab in the middle, uh, 25th out of 50 states uh, in terms of startup activity. And, you know, somewhat bad news this year. We've slipped down seven spots, uh, now in 34th. So, um, you know, still, you know, not in the bottom third, but, uh, didn't improve. But that's one thing to note. But I will note that Montana was the top state on, on this ranking, which raises really? a couple of red flags for me because, you know, Montana is not exactly what you think of, you know, not, not having been to Montana, obviously. Isn't that what you think of when you think startup activity? At least, you know, in a business sense, maybe a tractor sense. I don't I know. Smell like I fifteen smell people that I smell a scandal here. Yeah. Montana's paying paying off the Kaufman Foundation. That's right. How many people live in Montana? I think it's like a million maybe. I can't be it can't Oh be no, sure. it's much less than that. Okay. I'm on it. Well for, first of all, any study from what a place the called the Kaufman Foundation. Montana? Right? So you we know we can't trust anybody with the last name of Kaufman. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's first. Oh, we got it. We got it on the on the on the watch. It looks like the population of Montana is about one point oh two million. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wow. what I thought. Oh, yeah, and, and the, the reason why that that popped up is that, and this is again, it, it's crazy. Is that uh, I think I saw like a I think it was on a documentary or somewhere was that something to do with like prescription drugs like it was pretty, like you know like a third of like montana is 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 addicted to like prescription drugs or something like that and they're they saying three hundred thousand. that's why i like popped in my head wow. or something so we've made a lot of random <laughs> accusations in this podcast <laughs> no, so i just want to 
I, I should just reiterate that nothing that anybody says necessarily reflects the viewpoints of the rest of the people on this podcast. No, you have to, you have to, you have to go Google everything that we say so you can call us out. Uh, so, but it, it's bad news for Connecticut. It's you know we, I admit, with my northeast bias, it's a little bit hard for me to accept that Montana has a is, has the greatest entrepreneur rate in the country. There's just seen a lot of other natural areas, even if you just picked. You know, uh, Silicon Valley, New York, Boston. That would any one of those, or Kansas City for that matter. Austin, Boulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even Buffalo is moving their way up on the list. So. Well, they, yeah, they did actually release another ranking, which was done by metropolitan area rather than state. Um, unfortunately, no Connecticut metropolitan area appeared on that list. It only went up to forty, which, you know, I think is not terribly surprising, given that Connecticut has you know four big metropolitan areas. Um, so maybe on a, on a combined basis, it might have a little bit more of a, uh, a weight, but um, you know, each each metropolitan area on its own likely is going to crack the top four. Yeah. Well, what they didn't tell you was that numbers forty one through forty four were Stamford, Bridgeport, New Haven, and Hartford. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right out of the cusp. But it's interesting because I I feel like my anecdotal experience is much different. That all I've seen from Connecticut in the past few years is an increase in entrepreneurial activity. I've seen more companies than before. I've seen more people involved in the community, um, and more events to support those entrepreneurs. More events and resources. So, I I I, I got to admit I'm a little bit disappointed in in hearing that. But it's not how I think of the Connecticut entrepreneur community. Yeah, and I'll admit I I just looked at the table. I didn't go into how, you know, the metrics they used or anything like that. But, you know, I think it does kind of bolster, um, you know, a somewhat prevailing idea that Connecticut isn't the most friendly state when it comes to business. Um, you know, so that's been in discussion a lot this past week with, uh, the, the budget that the Connecticut legislature passed, which had one and a half billion dollars in additional tax, uh, tax raises, including, you know, a couple new top rates for individual taxpayers for the income tax and, a requirement that uh, corporations report their taxes on a unitary basis, which which means that they uh, report their income not just on income in Connecticut, but income of any you know related entity uh, nationwide, which which would increase their tax liability. So, um, you know whether whether you think that's a good idea or a bad idea, it certainly has been something that's been in discussion this week. So it's really the equivalent of a federal tax, really. It's, it's not as high as federal tax, but it's, it's, I forget what, uh, I don't know what corporate tax rate is in Connecticut off the top of my head, but let's say, for example, it's 10%. You're then paying 10% instead of just Connecticut income, you're just paying 10% on your nationwide income. That's right. And you're paying it to the Connecticut state government. That's right. I mean, you know, subject to, I'm sure, certain exemptions and deductions, but, you know, it, it does translate into, I think, you know, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in new taxes that, that, that Connecticut corporations are going to have to pay. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, the uh, Connecticut charges a 1% sales tax currently on um, computer and data processing services, and that's set to triple in the next two years, up to 3%. So, you know, those are the kind of the two big issues that uh, CBIA and, and some big employers in Connecticut, you know, General Electric, Aetna, Travelers uh, included, uh, were griping about. I'm taking Moby Interactive. I'm packing my bags and going to Montana. <laughs> you know what would really help is if you actually pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean that he is 
literally slipping away with taxes. I just mean he makes no income and therefore pays no taxes. Uh, Thanks, it's, Dave. Well, that actually, is one of the criticisms. One of one of the de- defenses for you know this budget that that was passed. You know the the, the the people behind the budget said you know General Electric didn't pay income tax last year. So what are they griping about? <laughs> so you know I, I think there's there's arguments on either side, um, but. It, it is interesting to see, you know, that this discussion is, is kind of come to a, uh, a bit more of a frenzy the past couple of days. Well, it's also kind of strange because it, it, it's coming to a frenzy in Connecticut, right? If this were a state that wasn't known for having excessive tax rates, then you'd be kind of, it, it wouldn't be as much of a surprise. But Connecticut is known for having, I, I can't say it has the highest tax rates in the nation, but it has higher tax rates. Um, and it, it's been a constant debate over the past four or five years and even longer about what are we doing to keep businesses in Connecticut and what are we doing to support businesses? So it's a, it, it becomes a very urgent discussion at this point. Uh, but I didn't want to, uh, what I didn't want to do is upset Mike too much. I was actually hoping that we could lead into a talk about Mike's fundraising because, uh, so we have Movi Interactive and, and Movi has been uh, continually developing its product, come out with some new ideas, has a fantastic new website. Uh, so Mike, can you tell us about what it's like entrepreneur fundraising here in Connecticut? Yeah. It's, Without crying. Yeah. No, you know what? We're off to a great start. Um, <clears throat> we've been getting all of our ducks in a row, so to speak, before really kicking off. You send out the feelers at first, but now that our, like Dave said, our website's done. We have a, a commercial that was incredibly done by um, you know, a very talented individual, uh, Shane McClellan, out of Milford. Um, starring yours truly, because once again, we can't afford a real actor. Um, well, oh, you're, you're yeah, acting. Acting good. as an entrepreneur. You're, you're, that, that's your, that's your <laughs> biggest role. Of, I, <laughs> I actually need to clarify. It's yours truly and a model. Yes, the model, <laughs> day, she carried. I, she carried the weight. I wrote her wave. Um, but yeah, the, the commercial was done really well. So now we have, you know, a really good package, uh, pitch deck and all. And, um, so far, you know, we've raised about a third of what we're going after, and we're only about a week in. Um, I have a feeling that, you know, it it takes a certain type of investor to, to invest in a specific type of venture. You know, right now I need someone who understands the wearable tech industry, uh, understands our position as, you know, having an MVP or you could argue a small beta right now with limited users. So they need to kind of see what the long-term picture is here and... Uh, you know, see over the horizon, so to speak. Um, so, you know, there's not many angels in the state of Connecticut. That's just the reality. There's a lot of money here, but it's not being invested into Connecticut. So there is, um, you know, a small tribe of angels that I've talked to. Um, so far, those conversations are really good. Um, some of them, you know, are just naturally not a right fit for us. So even if they wanted to take our money, you know, Eric and I were talking earlier about, you know, Smart money. There's a lot of money out there, but you got to take it from the right people. Uh, unfortunately, I learned that the hard way with my first venture. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely not going to make that mistake again. Uh, but yeah, so we're off to a great start. Uh, it's, it's, it's a challenging road ahead. Um, but you know, it's, it's, we have a great plan for the future of the company. And, uh, you know, we just need those dollars to make it happen now. What's the website they can find you at? Plug, um, plug. Movi Interactive, M O V I Interactive.com. You don't know how to spell interactive? <laughs> I'm hoping our listeners know how to spell interactive. Otherwise, we get some big problems. 
So I uh, I wanted to bring up one topic, and I was hesitant to do so because it's a uh, oh it, it's a yeah exactly it's one of those. But we're, as we're talking about wearable fitness, um, I was uh, flipping through Engadget and CNET uh, recently, and there was a there's a new product uh, up on Kickstarter that they're kickstarting, and it is a wearable uh, fitness technology. It it's specifically it's wearable around a male's genitals. You know, cash and prizes, twigs and berries, etc. <laughs> and it tracks activity, blood flow, and related items. And you can gamify, as you would expect. It gives you a report on your performance and how long you were active, and other things that you, uh, you know, other things that you might want to know about that situation. And it's called Lovely. 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 Wow. So. First off, we're already working with incorporating all those metrics into fitness face-off. <laughs> in reality, this isn't the first one like this. There's yeah, a couple yeah. of devices out there. There's one for girls. Yeah. Um, I got to admit, though, I was thinking fitness face-off when I read this. Oh, so yeah, it's, naturally. It's, it's, it's a natural fit. That's the exact fit. direction we're going. This is, this is the Internet of Things right now. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. This is a thing. Um, I, I just Personally, I hadn't thought of an Internet wearable that way, which is, or you know, an activity tracker, as it were, but I think it does make sense. Do you have a picture over there? I do, but this goes around. Just, <laughs> ah, okay, okay, I see. <laughs> let's that take, does, let's that take, doesn't look comfortable, though. No, let's take Mike a step back. This is what happens. Is this the birds and bees <laughs> talk? Yes. I gotta ask my mom if this if this is okay. I gotta get a permission slip. <laughs> I like how it comes in different colors. Well, that's an important feature to consumers. Yeah, uh, sure. And there are different skin types. You're not wearing it on your wrist, though. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's no, gonna that's the self lovely. Yeah. It's yeah. Self-lovely. <laughs> Interesting. How much now? It's on Kickstarter. How much have they raised? Uh, actually, I honestly have not looked up their Kickstarter thing. Let me well, check let's, that. Uh, let's check that out. I get it. I mean, I get. I get. Like you know, sex is definitely a huge uh, business, but. I don't. I don't know. I mean, how big of a target market is that? <laughs> you know, like, like how many uh, you know people are really going to be going out there? I mean, we'll see in a second with the Kickstarter. It can be funded within twenty four hours. You never know. <laughs> well, I, I actually suspect, looking at internet statistics, I would think the target market is huge. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the 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 target market who's actually going to admit to it is small. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the target market that are willing to, like, the first people that are going to buy it. Not, like, the whole, you know, like, the, the total market. But, like, Listen, the Moby buys, Moby buys a lot of wearables that come out. I think we're going to skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on Indiegogo. Uh, let me try that. What I, what I think is interesting about this is, is I mean, I'm sure there are other types of products like this, like you mentioned, but it's the first one that I've read on major technology publications yeah. on a, out on the web. I mean, listen, you know, it's obviously sex is an important part of your health. Uh, so it was it was basically inevitable that wearables would take a turn like this. Okay, so it's been in existence for uh, three days now. They've raised about $2,500 from 25 people, and it's got uh, a $95,000 goal. So That's a big goal. These things aren't cheap. And, and- so twenty five people have bought one. Yeah, so jealous girlfriend. <laughs> That's actually a great revenue model. You know, jealous girlfriend buys it for you, and then uh, you pay a service for it to not report to them. 
days. Uh, well, you know, I, th- I think for most people, it's you paid a service to over-report things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this, yeah. yeah. It tells lies. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quantify anything. You yeah. put in your own data. Yeah. No, th- that was really 25 minutes long. Look, yeah. it says it right here. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. Interesting. Yeah. So, by the way, this is this is one thing uh, about people who uh, love, love startups and, and entrepreneurs and, and these new things is that we obviously get a kick out of all the all the, uh, the all the products that we uh, we we actually don't want to buy, but yet are going to buy. I'm sorry. We have to cut this entire segment. Yeah, yeah, Coffee Foundation just upgraded the rate. Actually, I, I just Mike and I were laughing over here because we did look at the we did look at the um, the Indiegogo. Page and uh, it, you know amongst the, the various uh, pictures is a, is a happy, fully dressed couple in bed uh, looking at the readout from the lovely, and it says you burned one hundred thirty two calories. And honestly, we're we're both looking at it and laughing because I don't think either is really new. If is that good? Is that bad? It seems kind of low. It does seem a little low. <laughs> I actually I've stumbled across a couple like I posted stuff on Instagram for for fitness face off and. Uh, there's like all these memes and one of them's like I forgot to take my Fitbit off and masturbated eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a true story. Totally true. Uh, okay, so, that, so, right. so 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 I'll, I'll actually bring up a really embarrassing thing about me. It's not you know, me. It, it kind of goes on the same line of you know, kind of sex and all that kind of stuff. Oh but, boy. So the other night I, I was half the I was audience watching, just shut out. I, I was watching Bachelorette. You know what I'm saying? You can laugh now. It's all right. I was watching Bachelorette. It actually, it actually, <laughs> it actually wasn't. Uh, you know, it was one of those scenarios where I only have one TV in my house, and um, when the girlfriend's home, usually uh, she gets to uh, say what's on. So she wanted to watch her favorite uh, show, The Bachelorette, and they went on a date, right? So, so you see these uh, these um, this girl going on all these dates. And one of the private dates, or one of the one-on-ones, was actually to an escape room. <laughs> so oh, I was, I was actually at the, the the couch, being like, "Oh yeah, we, you know, escape New Haven. There's one in New Haven, just like this." And so the the, the rest of the episode, I was basically critiquing. Granted, I have not been to the escape room yet, but just still critiquing this escape room. And uh, it was actually it was actually pretty funny, and it it also goes to show how fake reality TV is, and it's kind of a, you know. Uh, a thing that most people know, but um, it was saying how you know, on, on the disclaimer underneath was saying how all the the insects and animals and reptiles and everything that was like part of the the show, you know, like in the escape room, mm-hmm. actually is not a part of the escape room. <laughs> and so it's like <laughs> because they have to make it apparently more interesting. Or, it's just a you know. essentially, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was one of those things where again, it was it was on national TV uh, on the Bachelorette, which you know clearly when we're talking about date nights, see, it, it's a it's a perfect date night. But and I you know I didn't need the Bachelorette to tell me that, but yeah, we still so. do have to go as a group to uh, escape New Haven. We do, we do, and it's not going to be. It's going to be a date night, isn't if it? There's, if there's a... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like that Dave's, might have been... For Dave's fragile ego. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you never hear from us after that, it means we didn't escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Dave snapped. Yeah. Dave snapped. He lost. And, and, by, and by the way, clearly what happened on The Bachelorette is they got out with one second left. 
I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, it, it makes sense, right? You go right up to the one second mark, naturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this was a uh, a fun episode. Obviously, we uh, talked about some interesting topics. But yeah, so uh, I hope everybody continues to listen and tell us what they uh, think about the podcast. We have a couple of cool episodes coming up. Uh, one with A100, which uh, Mike did with the with the team over there, and also with uh, Vote of Water. So um, those are going to be coming in the next couple weeks. So uh, again, let us know what you thought about the podcast, and if you uh, subscribe to that Indiegogo campaign, because we obviously want to uh, get everybody's uh, feedback on that. And if you have any ideas for future podcasts, or you'd like to hear us discuss any specific topics, just uh, reach out on our webpage. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you. You've just listened to the CT Startup Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or check out our webpage at ctstartup.com where you can find all our social media links. And please, please leave us your feedback. Special thanks to our production team, Kate Rupart, Dylan Gilliatt, and Evan Dobis, as well as our equipment and marketing sponsor, Murtha Kalina, LLP.